Radio Rounds, the podcast series from St. Louis Children's Hospital. Here's Melanie Cole. Pain can affect anyone at any age. Even children and teenagers can feel chronic pain caused by neurological or musculoskeletal disorders. Pediatric pain management doesn't receive as much attention as therapies for adults, but left untreated childhood chronic pain could lead to lifelong problems. My guest today is Dr. Jacob Abishan. He's a Washington University pediatric anesthesiologist and the director of pain management clinic at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Abishan. What is considered chronic pain in children? Yeah, for, so for chronic pain in general, whether it's a adult or childhood pain, we think of long-standing pain or chronic pain as anything that's persisting over three months. So normally, when we, you know, when we sprain our ankle or if we break a bone, that pain ha- is self-limited. We expect that it's going to resolve in a number of weeks or months, and you know, we be back to our normal activity after treatment or after rest. Whereas with chronic pain or persistent, long-standing pain, it just keeps going. And the treatment is different, of course, uh, once we have developed this long-standing pain and it hasn't resolved after what we would expect to be a normal course. So what about the significance of this problem? Are you seeing many children with chronic pain? I think that's one of the misconceptions in the community. We all know that as we get older and arthritis sets in for older adults that we expect to have some amount of pain. So I think chronic pain in the adult world is pretty well understood. In pediatric pain, I think most providers in the community don't realize that two out of every 10 children will have long-standing pain of some sort uh, extending outside that three-month month span. One of the difficult things, I think, with children, especially Dr. Abishan, is conceptualizing this pain and, and vocalizing, really, with adults, we can say it hurts here or it hurts there or it hurts on a scale of 10, but sometimes with children, it's a little bit different. How do you assess their level of pain? Yeah, that's a great question and something that we continue to struggle with throughout pediatric pain, both in you know a post-operative standpoint, but also when we see patients in our chronic pain clinic. And so there are validated scales, scales that we can use uh, depending on the child's age and their developmental status. For example, if it's a two-year-old that, that we're trying to assess pain in, we're going to use mainly observation. So are they consolable? Um, what are their extremities doing? Are they rigid or constantly crying? You can imagine, though, that with, with those type of scales, it's still highly subjective. And if uh, anybody that's had a toddler or children or been around children, if um, they don't get their way, oftentimes they could have a really what looked to be a really high pain score. So more important in a chronic uh, pain standpoint, ways to assess, I think, are better at looking at all those those areas of life that are affected by pain. For example, decreased sleep, uh, withdrawing from social interaction, even in young children, um, not interacting with their family. Um, and uh, for school-aged children, withdraw from school, unable to get to school, um, or they have to leave early frequently. I think those are better measures and at least more consistent in my mind of ways to see how pain is affecting their lives other than these very subjective uh, pain, pain scales and scores. If we're talking about musculoskeletal pain, Dr. Abishan, what about things like juvenile arthritis? Are there tests to see which joints are affected or how much pain is going on in each particular joint? Sure. And one thing I should mention uh, when referring or considering you know, a workup for pain, you know, we're going to use other specialties to help us out with this. So, f- for example, 
arthritis and even juvenile arthritis of children, uh, we're going to help or ask help from our rheumatology colleagues. Um, and so from our chronic pain clinic standpoint, what we're trying to do is once we've established a diagnosis, or even if there's still not a firm diagnosis in place, we're not going to wait to try and help um, the child in pain. We're going to treat them in ways that we know are effective, uh, despite having a diagnosis maybe managed by another specialty, or if a diagnosis still hasn't been confirmed. And when would you advise pediatricians to refer to a specialist such as yourself, or when can the general pediatrician handle this kind of pain on their own? So I think at first, uh, if and this will kind of go both ways, if there's no red flags, and I'll get to the red flags in a minute, I think the uh, pediatrician will be fine managing pain as long as they start with the for musculoskeletal pain, which has been shown to be the most effective, for example, is physical therapy. And there's plenty of very experienced physical therapists in the community um, that work with children. So for back pain or even joint pain, that's a great place to start. The red flags um, that I would be concerned for are the ones I previously mentioned, uh, withdrawal from school. Maybe they've missed missed uh, you know 10 days of school in the last month or even more concerning if they haven't been to school in six months, which is actually fairly common when they have uh, have severe pain, um, not able to sleep at night, and also withdrawing from social interactions and things that they used to love to do um, but have not been able to do them due to severe pain. Those are the those are the red flags that would say, okay, we need to call the pain management center um, and see if they can get seen sooner than later. So if a child doesn't respond to the simple first-line treatments you've discussed, how is the condition treated at the pain management clinic? Speak about the interdisciplinary clinic and the nature of it that you deal with. Sure, sure. Um, The fortunate thing, we do have a pediatric pain uh, clinic in St. Louis. Um, Maybe the unfortunate thing for the the small communities around St. Louis is there's only about 40 centers across the country. And the importance of pediatric pain is that we need this interdisciplinary approach. Um, and so it's not just a focus on one area. It's not that they come to see our pain clinic and we prescribe a medicine and then we send them on their way. No, we ha- built into our clinic, we have both a medical provider, we have nurse practitioners, but also importantly, we have physical therapists and also a pain psychologist that's very experienced to work on every area of the child's life. So when a patient's referred and we evaluate them for the first time, they will see all three uh, all three disciplines, psychology, physical therapy, and myself. And we really come up, come up with a, a multidisciplinary approach to improve their pain. When children have significant pain, like I mentioned, they, it affects every aspect of their life. And so just focusing on one area will likely not get the most bang for a buck. But if we focus on both their school attendance, maybe even parental uh, counseling on how they can, you know, go about dealing with their child's pain on a daily basis, um, but also working on increasing their physical function through physical therapy has been shown to be the most beneficial for longstanding pain in pediatrics. And then there is still a role for medications and medical management, but we definitely don't focus on the opiate-type pain medicines for long-standing pain because they're just, they're just not really indicated for long-standing pain. And what about some non-medicational treatments? Speak just a little bit more about some of those. Sure. So from the psychology realm, we're thinking about biofeedback, especially for headaches uh, in, in pediatric patients, but also cognitive behavioral therapy for headaches or any type of pain. What, what our psychologist is working with them in regards to that is just coming up with a daily strategy and, 
and kind of coming up with appropriate expectations for how to get through the day uh, of the child and how to get back to school and uh, sleep counseling, because all this stuff is very important. Other non-medication strategies, like I mentioned, physical therapy, working on a gradual pacing plan of increasing daily physical function and exercise in order to build up stamina so they can get through school or get back to their normal activities if they were involved in sports or, or other extracurricular activities that they've been withdrawn from, uh, giving them a plan and pacing them back into, into those activities. So wrap it up for us, Dr. Abishan. Really give your best advice to pediatricians about when they should refer and dealing with children's chronic pain. And then tell us about your team. Why is St. Louis Children's Hospital so great to work with? Yeah, um, so one is those, those things that concern me are the child is just getting ready to fall, up, fall off this normal developmental trajectory. And so whatever area of pain, whether it's headache, abdominal pain, or, or musculoskeletal pain, if they have withdrawn from school, or if they previously were involved in something they loved to do, or even hanging out with their family, and now they're unable to do it, that's a time to, to refer to us so we can, we can intervene early through psychology, physical therapy, um, and some, uh, some medical therapies. I think the reason St. Louis Children's Hospital is, is so effective at helping these children in pain is, one, is our own interdisciplinary approach, but also because we work so well with all the other all the other disciplines, we we commonly refer back and forth between rheumatology, uh, plastic surgery, multiple surgical uh, disciplines, you know, um, and genetics. And I think we just have a very collegial atmosphere that uh, really we just want to strive to improve the child's life as efficiently as possible. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Abishan. It's great information. A physician can refer a patient by calling Children's Direct Physician Access Line at 1-800-678-HELP. That's 1-800-678-4357. You're listening to Radio Rounds with St. Louis Children's Hospital. For more information on resources available at St. Louis Children's Hospital, you can go to stlouischildrens.org. That's stlouischildrens.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.